Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Paul is saying to these Christians in Corinth who thought they were spiritual, yet they were involved in lust and sexual immorality and complaining. He's saying, look, this is not God's plan. Verse 11, now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So he gives them this list of things, lust, idolatry, sexual immorality, unbelief, complaining. And, and here's the thing. He's saying those are not what spiritually mature, mature believers are, are, are doing, right? And, and God wants you to finish well. And, and so he's saying, look, these things trip you up. Don't get involved with those. Verse 12, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Now, it's quite interesting in verse 12 that, uh, uh, you know, he, he says, therefore let him who thinks he stands. So Paul had this understanding that there were those in the church of Corinth that thought they were spiritually strong and they would never fall. And even though many of those people fell, um, that doesn't mean that God wants you to fall, right? I mean, uh, he gives us this warning, and you can take preventative action in your spiritual life. Did you know that? Spiritually, you can, through spiritual disciplines, become stronger spiritually, right? You can become stronger, healthier through spiritual disciplines, and we talked about that on Sunday. And so when Paul says, take heed, what he's saying is, hey, you need to think about this, that you could fall and realize that it happened to all those other people. They saw miracles, right? They saw God part the Red Sea. They saw manna from heaven. They saw Moses strike. They saw all that stuff, and yet they, you know, didn't do what they're supposed to be doing. Now, for all of us, we say, okay, hey, we need to take heed. That's what he's saying. You know, lust, idolatry, sexual immorality, unbelief, complaining. And you might say, well, Pastor Bob, who can that kind of stuff happen to? And here's the answer. Anyone. You're not tempted more than anybody else. Everybody's tempted the same. And, and what Paul is saying in verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you such as com- is, except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, here's the good news, will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So God will always make a way to escape the temptation. Now, does that mean that you will always take it? No, right? In my life, I've heard that Holy Spirit, Bob, don't do that. And then I did it. Like, we are tempted. All of us are tempted. That doesn't mean that the temptations are going to stop. He'll make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. They're still going to be there forevermore. I remember being uh, younger and going to men's Bible studies and asking some of the older guys. In fact, a couple years ago, we had a guy in our Bible study, I think he was 90, and we were talking about women and how men are tempted by women's ways. And, uh, and when I got to this guy, he was 90, I said, so are you still tempted by women? He's like, oh, yeah. And I was just like, all the guys are like, whoa, really? And we're all looking at him like, you still tempted? He's like, yeah. And, you know, he explained something to us. But anyway, uh, right, it's, it doesn't ever end, right? But God will help you through it. <laughs> now, some of you are like, how can that be? I don't know. I, you know, I didn't understand it either. But, uh, but here's the thing. The reality is all of us are tempted the same in different ways. I mean, we all have different temptations, but all of us have temptation and God wants to give us victory. God will make a way out. Our choice is to say, God, help me to find the way out. So he says in verse 14, therefore, my beloved brethren, and here's one of the insights, flee from idolatry. So one of the ways out is to flee. That means to run. Sometimes the best way to get away from temptation is to just run away from. Remember what Joseph did when Potiphar's wife said, hey, baby, let's hook up. And she ripped his clothes off. He's standing there naked. What did he do? 
He was like, well, I don't know what to do. No, he ran off. He's like, yeah, ran out of there, right? And that's what the Bible says in Romans 13, 14, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust, right? So don't get in situations where that you will give in to the temptation no matter what. Now, this is a very powerful truth. If you all know it, and I use the illustration of, you know, an alcoholic going to the bar after work. Everybody gets that, right? If you're an alcoholic, you struggle with alcohol, you shouldn't go with your coworkers after work to the bar and drink soda pop and wonder what happens if you do that night after night after night after night, right? And everybody understands, if I were to tell the teenagers, don't, you know, get with your boyfriend or girlfriend uh, and go in your car until 2 in the morning and park out in the middle of nowhere in the dark and then say, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> right? I mean... Some of you are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Make no provision for the flesh, right? So he's saying, we can do that, and God's given us a brain to think. And so Joseph got away, he ran, and then he didn't go in her bedroom anymore, right? Well, she lied about him. He went to prison. She said he tried to rape me, but, right? I mean, but the point is, is that, you know, Paul's just saying to these Christians, be aware, temptations are going to be around all the time. And that's why for me and all the pastors who work here and the staff that works here, we're like, hey, you don't ever go with opposite sex alone in a room for counseling or in a car or anywhere, right? It's just, why? Well, because it's our policy. It's just a, hey, we're not making any opportunity for the flesh. I had a lady who kind of chewed me out one day. She was like, Pastor Bob, you seem all strict about this whole girls, got girls pray for girls and guy pray for guys at church. And she's like, I just think it's wrong. I'm like, yeah, what, whatever. And, and yeah, and she's not married anymore. You know, it's just, but here's the thing, right? It's just the reality that we're sinners and temptation comes and we're all going to give into it. I mean, I'm not any stronger than you are spiritually in the sense that, you know, all of us can read the Bible and pray and seek God and, and listen to his voice. But when it comes down to it, if you, put yourself in situations where you know you're going to give into the sin, then that's just foolishness, right? I mean, and, and that's not good. So he says in verse 15, I speak as to wise men, judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which, uh, which we bless, is it not the communion, the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? So he's speaking about communion, and, and remember when Jesus said in Matthew 26, they were sitting there and Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave it thanks and gave it to them saying drink from it all of you for this is my blood the new covenant which is shed for many the remission of sin now the new covenant begins uh when you receive jesus christ as your lord and savior right that you're born again the old cover remember we talked about is about external rules man trying to keep the rules that god gave him and they couldn't and so the new covenant is the rules are written on our hearts right uh, and that we're saved by grace through faith and it's the work of god for us right as romans or john 1 9 says Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he's saying, you know, look, it's God who forgives us our sin. It's not, not of us. Verse 17, for we, uh, though many, are one, uh, are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. So, you know, Jesus didn't eat with Gentiles, and he, uh, you know, they believe that when you eat with someone, then you became one with them because, you know, they had bread. They would tear off it. They would all double dip in the same dipping bowl. And uh, when I first got saved at Calvary Chapel, when they did communion, they had a big old loaf of bread, and everybody got up and came down the aisles and ripped a chunk off the bread and dipped it in the, in the bowl and then gave the bread. And I was like, man, I can't do this. I'm a germaphobe, e even though I'm not saved. Uh, but uh, anyways, it was like, whoo. And then in other churches, they would all drink out of the same cup. I'm like, I don't even drink out of my own kids' cups. But anyway, but, uh, but they believe that, right? If you're dipping together, that you became one. And so we partake in communion, and we're brought into oneness with Christ in the body of Christ. So in one sense, that we're brought together as the body of Christ. So the Bible says we are a body, right? Just like you have hands, ears, nose, eyes, mouth. That, so the two, we are a group as a body. We're the body of Christ. In verse 18, observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifice 
partakers of the altar. What I am saying then that the idol is anything or what is offered to the idol is anything. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Paul said the idol is not anything. We know that. Rather, that the things which, are, uh, which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God and do not want you to have fellowship with demons. And so Paul's saying, you know, the reason that people worship those idols is because of demonic influence. Now, we know that the idol that they carve out of wood is nothing, right? But what influences people to worship those idols is demonic influence. So we know that. And that's why the Bible tells Ephesians 6, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heaven place, heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So he's saying, like a soldier, you need to recognize that we have a battle, a spiritual battle. And, and we talked about spiritual disciplines. And we talk about, you know, uh, praying and about, you know, spiritual armor. And, and so uh, he's saying, look, we need to be aware that there is a spiritual battle in which we live in. And, and so he says in verse 21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or do we partake uh, the Lord to jealousy. We are stronger than he. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. So Paul's talking about eating meat again, and, and he's saying edify, builds up. So he's saying as a Christian, we need to love people, care about people, and the goal of every Christian should to be, uh, to be more like Jesus and not to try to just, well, I'm okay to do that. I know that's nothing, and I'm free to do that. And so we, we want to be more like Jesus. And so it, we don't want to stumble people. And that's what Paul's getting out here in verse 24. Uh, Let no one seek his own, but each one's uh, other one's well-being. Uh, eat whatever is sold in, in the market, meat market, asking no questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and all that is in its fullness. If anyone of those do not believe invites you over to dinner and you desire to go eat whatever is set before you, ask no questions for conscience sake. So if someone invites you over for dinner, you feel like what? you should go, then when you get there, don't ask them, hey, where was this meat purchased, right? <laughs> was it Walmart or the devil shop? I mean, you don't, don't, you don't ask them that, right? Uh, verse 28, but if anyone says to you, this was offered to an idol, uh, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you, for the conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. And so if a believer's there and he thinks that you shouldn't eat this meat offered to an idol, then he's saying, don't eat it if he thinks you shouldn't eat it because of their benefit. Verse 29, conscience, I say not your own conscience, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by the other man's conscience? But if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for the good, for the food over which I give thanks? So he's saying, you know, if my conscience thinks it's okay uh, to eat this meat, then why should I not eat it if this guy thinks it's offensive? Verse 31, therefore, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks or to, uh, to the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. So here Paul is going back on that topic of saying, look, you want to live your life in such a way that you're doing whatever you do to glorify God, to edify people, to build people up. And so he's saying, live your life in such a way that you don't offend people and drive them away from Jesus, but that you want to draw people, you want to win people to Jesus. And that is so important that you don't want to be causing people trouble in their lives. And, and so really it's about looking out for the interests of others, not just yourself. And that is what it means when you love someone, right? When you love your children, then you look out for them, even though they don't know how to look out for themselves, right? When you tell them, hey, don't run out in the street, car might hit you. Like, there's no cars, there are cars, get over here, right? I mean, it's like, and so you need to treat your brothers and sisters in Christ that way. You need to love people and care about them. And, and you say, well, 
Well, if they don't care, should I care? Well, Mike, your kids don't care, but you still love them, right? I mean, that we want to love and look out for others. And so we're going to stop there because we're out of time. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray that you would cause these truths to go into our hearts tonight. Lord, that you want us to finish the race. You want us to run well. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to take heed lest we fall. Lord, we know that you want us to succeed. And we ask that you would just cause these truths to go into our hearts, Lord, and, and just help us, Lord, to be doers of your word, to obey the things that you say to us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you